Chapter Nine of A Book of English Martyrs. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. A Book of English Martyrs by E. M. Wilmot Buxton. Chapter Nine. Blessed Ralph Sherwin. December first, fifteen eighty one. Hesu, 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 esto mihi Jesus. Last prayer of Blessed Ralph Sherwin. One of the most attractive, in its almost boyish simplicity of face and figure, of the statues of the martyrs now placed in Tyburn Chapel, close to the scene of their martyrdom, is that of Ralph Sherwin, the young secular priest who at the age of thirty-one earned his crown as the companion in death of blessed edmund campion he began life as a distinguished student of exeter college oxford where like campion his public disputation won the favour of the earl of leicester that patron of talented youth and opened to him the gate of a brilliant career in the anglican church or at the bar but in 1575, when he was twenty-five years of age, attracted irresistibly by the beauty and reasonableness of the true faith, Sherwin left all and went to join that fast-increasing band at Dowey, which was preparing for a priesthood frequently crowned by martyrdom. Soon after his ordination, he was sent to Rome to help in forming the English college, which nowadays is proud to claim him as its first martyr. During his three years there, the college was placed under the direction of the Jesuit fathers, who made it their business to find out at once which of their scholars were willing to go on the English mission, which meant, as was well known, almost certain death. The first entry made can still be read in the annals of the college. 1579. Father Ralph Sherwin, English, a priest aged twenty-nine a student of sacred theology declares and swears upon the holy scriptures that he is ready to-day rather than to-morrow at the intimation of superiors to proceed to england for the help of souls so ralph sherwin was one of those chosen to accompany that notable group of missionaries which set out for the english shores in fifteen eighty and which included blessed edmund campion and father parsons most of the journey was made on foot and was not without its perils described with boyish delight by father ralph in a letter to his friends the only thing that annoys him is the need of entering england in the disguise of a dashing young frenchman for he writes to his friend ralph bickley well my loving friend ralph even while i wrote these letters came in mr pascal his lay companion and the frep to frenchify me oh miserable time when a priest must counterfeit a cutter god gave us still priests minds for we go far astray from the habit here mr pascal crieth you will never be handsome and i tell him there was never priest handsome in this attire 
thus for christ we put ourselves in colours all which imperfections i hope he hath washed away with his blood at paris the parties separated for rumours had already arrived to the effect that their names and appearance were well known to walsingham and his spies still father sherwin writes in the highest spirits to rome believe me he says that the nearer we get to the labours and perils of england the more eagerly we advance upon the country commended to our zeal and the burden laid upon our shoulders when we next hear of him four months later he is a prisoner in the marshalsea loaded with heavy irons what happened in the interval can only be gathered from two letters of father parsons written some time later says the first of these written to the rector of the english college your sherwin who burned with such zeal at rome with no less ardour of spirit spent nearly six entire months preaching in various parts of the kingdom in this work he enjoyed a very special grace and ascendancy and it seemed as if divine providence meant to reward such great labours by disposing that he should be taken in the very act of preaching in london the words sound almost ironic at the present day when suffering and death are regarded by an effeminate generation as the greatest evil that can happen in those days men saw more clearly that the way of tribulation is the short cut to eternal joy and that oftentimes a noble death does more to win souls than the most strenuous life in the second letter parsons describes his first meeting with sherwin after they had parted in france we passed the night together in spiritual conference wherein he told me of his desire to die the next day he came to tell me what danger we were in and then went away to preach for we had agreed that he should stay in london for the arrival of a certain gentleman who had asked for him and in the meantime should occupy himself in preaching and it was while preaching in mr ross carrick's house that he was captured i think he was the first of our confraternity that was taken the description of the young priest's first days of imprisonment is also taken from a letter of father parsons when sherwin was taken into the inner court of the prison they fastened on him very heavy fetters which he could scarcely move the jailers then went away to see in what cell or dungeon he was to be confined on looking round and finding himself alone he gazed up to heaven with a face full of joy and gave god thanks then looking down again at his feet loaded with chains he tried whether he could move them but when he heard the clank of the chains as he stirred he could not help breaking out into laughter and then again into tears of happiness and with hands and eyes lifted up to heaven betraying the greatness of his joy this scene was witnessed by two heretics of the family of love who were confined in a neighbouring part of the prison and who were filled with astonishment and who have again and again related it since and blessed ralph himself writing from prison in almost boyish high spirits says i wear now upon my feet and legs some little bells to keep me in mind who i am and whose i am i never heard such sweet harmony before 
pray for me that i may finish my course with courage and fidelity within those prison walls this joyous captive never ceased to carry on his work of winning souls the heretics who have been mentioned above were only two among many whom the serene happiness of the young priest first amazed then interested and finally won over to the true faith and many were the regrets when on the fourth of december sherwin was suddenly removed to the tower the most awful ordeal that awaited the martyrs lay before him and on december fifteenth we hear that he was put on the rack and severely tortured what was the object of such cruelty it seemed that the council was eager to obtain evidence against his host mr ross carrick then a fellow-prisoner in the tower against campion with information of his whereabouts against the queen of scots and especially as to the probability of an invasion of ireland with refined cruelty they laid the young priest almost torn asunder yet silent save for the groans wrung from him by the excruciating pain on the snow in the courtyard outside ross carrick's cell hoping thus to frighten the latter into giving evidence next day the racking recommenced but with it came interior consolation of a rare and intimate kind he told his brother who visited him in his cell that he had been twice racked and the latter time he lay five days and nights without any food or speaking to anybody all which time he lay as he thought in a sleep before our saviour on the cross after which time he came to himself not finding any distemper in his joints by the extremity of the torture for more than a year this imprisonment lasted though mental suffering now took the place of the old bodily racking the news that pascal his special charge and pupil who had also been sent to the tower had apostasied was a terrible grief to him that this weak young man had thus earned the derisive scorn of the protestants and was very ill received by them was no consolation to his friend who used to say to him mournfully o oh john john little knowest thou what thou shalt do before thou comest to it another trial was the being forced to attend the heretical services and sermons every sunday until midsummer day when in order to formulate some specific charge against him he was asked by the governor if he would attend the protestant service of his own will there followed some months of comparative peace and these were used by blessed ralph in a preparation for death that earned even the admiration of his jailer who would always call him a man of god and the best and devoutest priest that he ever saw in his life he was tried as we have seen with blessed edmund campion and others on a trumped-up charge of conspiracy in which no one believed least of all the queen herself and he received his condemnation with a cry of joy this is the day which the lord hath made let us exult and be glad therein god grant us humility that we following his footsteps may obtain the victory 
are among the last words written by him to a friend and once more the sweet ardor of his soul breaks forth in his exclamation to his fellow prisoner as they left the judgment hall two days before the end looking up at the setting sun ah father campion i shall soon be above yon fellow his last words upon the scaffold were a most sweet prayer to our lord jesus acknowledging the imperfection misery and sinful wickedness of his own nature even then his enemies could not leave him in peace but called him traitor to which he replied boldly if to be a catholic only is to be a traitor then am i a traitor then putting aside with smiling dignity the efforts at controversy thrust upon him he put his head into the halter repeating the ejaculation jesu 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 esto mihi jesus the multitude cried out to him good mr sherwin the lord receive your soul and so they kept crying and could not be stayed even after the cart had been drawn away and he had been some time dead End of chapter 9 Recording by John Brandon